Hi, this is Louis Canio. Welcome to the Doctor and Dad podcast. This fast-paced weekly podcast delves into the latest scientific findings on how we can all live longer and better lives. I'm the dad, and my daughter, Nicole, is a family medicine doc who trained at the renowned Cleveland Clinic. We hope you enjoy this short, informative show, and please be sure to visit thedoctorandad.com. Uh, and by the way, the doctor is abbreviated in that. So it's T-H-E-D-R-A-N-D-D-A-D.com for the show notes um, and other resources to help you learn about extending your health span. Within the notes, you'll find links to a bunch of stuff we discussed. So be sure to check it out. And thanks for listening. Hi, doctor. Hi, dad. So today's topic and question is functional medicine quackery. Um, so, so my first question for you is, have you, have you heard of the term functional medicine before? Yes. Um, and I think most people have, at least in primary care now, um, where I trained at um, Cleveland Clinic, it was, it's a big, they've got a big fun, functional medicine kind of center. And it's kind of, I think, the hub or where functional medicine started. Um, yeah. But our actual residency program had a functional medicine um, tract that you could graduate kind of with a quote unquote fellowship in functional medicine um, that I did not do. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and so it's, it is it, at least, I mean, if the Cleveland Clinic has a center of functional medicine, mm -hmm. then that's kind of, you know, I, I would consider that pretty good validation of the, I don't know, the, the, the model of functional medicine. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a little, I, I will admittedly say that I don't have enough, um, enough information or I haven't researched it enough to yeah. give a, like a final kind of stance on it, but I am, um, I lean toward, towards being a bit skeptical of parts of functional medicine for sure. Um, so it's hard. I mean, yes, definitely Cleveland Clinic isn't going to like, you know, support and open up a center for something that's completely bogus. Um, but, hope not. but they're also, their interest is also in um, making money. So. Right. So if there's a demand for right. it, if it can be marketed. Yeah. Um, so let's let's talk about what functional medicine is. And it's it's also, you know, kind of conflated or referred to as integrative medicine or holistic medicine. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to I'm going to read uh, this this kind of definition because I, I think it's it's important um, for people to kind of understand what it is and maybe how it may differ from traditional medicine. Um, so, um, what this, what, what this functional medicine model, uh, of, of care purportedly offers is a system of care that works to reverse illness, promote health, optimize function by addressing underlying causes, symptoms, and functional imbalances in interconnected biological networks, presumably human biological networks. <laughs> um, and then they, it goes on to, to say these imbalances in your network may impair um, biological functions, basic biological functions. Um, and, and it's also um, 
kind of uh, impacted by uh, the the interactions between your genetics and your environment, including your lifestyle, environmental toxins, and and microbes. So, uh, so you know, there's there's a lot there that is tough to disagree with. Well, there's a lot, yeah, and there's a lot there that's also very like vague. <clears throat> yes, um, exactly. <laughs> so, and then it's like. Kind of like, well, what exact, what does that actually mean? I don't even know if I could really give you a great explanation of what a lot of this means. There are terms that are just kind of, um, that are kind of like fluff a little bit. Yep. Yep. It does. So kind of similar to what we've heard about, let's say what, what, or at least what I picture when I picture holistic medicine is it does seek to involve psychological, emotional, and, and spiritual aspects of health and disease. Right. And I mean, I'm, and a, a lot of it, I mean, is something that, you know, you would hope your doctor was practicing anyways. And that's the side of it that I'm, I fully agree with. Um, it's kind of more of a whole person approach and it's, you know, mind, body wellness. It's not just, you know, treating a disease. It's, it's trying to fix and prevent the underlying cause and all that kind of stuff. Um, so of course, like the healthy lifestyle and the nutrition and exercise and sleep and everything that we talk about, you know, it's in there, that is a part of it. And that is definitely, you know, the part that I would be completely on board with. Then there's just other parts of it, you know, that I'm less on board with. Yep. Yep. Well, and, and it, it very well could be that, you know, in taking that holistic approach, um, you get a pretty good placebo effect. That is exactly correct. And, you know, and we could, we'll talk about it later. Um, but there's something to be said about a doctor who's able to spend an hour with you who orders, <laughs> you know, a thousand yeah. different tests and has you see a health coach and has you see, you know, someone, a nutritionist, you know. So yep. that's going to also make you feel better and presumably have a better chance of actually, you know, changing lifestyle habits and you're going to, you know, feel better from that anyways, regardless of the supplement that you take to fix the, you know, metal that was found to be possibly high or, you know, whatever. Right. Body. Right. It's specific test. Now, yeah. I, I first came across this, this concept of functional medicine because I, I follow this guy, Dr. Mark Hyman. Um, on Instagram and he's the director of that Cleveland clinic for functional medicine. Right. Um, But he's also written like a bunch of books. He's actually the, uh, he was the doctor, maybe still is the doctor for Bill and Hillary Clinton. Right. Uh, So somewhat of a celebrity. um, Yeah. And he kind of started this whole thing. He's kind of like the 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 father of it. Yeah. Um, which is, and again, um, I think there's probably a lot of good behind it and a lot that um, patients can benefit from. Um, But I am skeptical of a lot. And for him in particular, you know, they, they run in functional medicine, you run all this like slew of tests that aren't covered by insurance that most other doctors aren't ordering because we don't really know that it matters and that they're, they're beneficial. And they, they kind of, a lot of times will skew the like, what's normal value 
you know, oh, and yeah. saying that like, oh, yeah. okay, well, so this says that technically by conventional standards, this is normal, but for us, it's not actually normal. Um, but there's no evidence behind, you know, their, their normal values versus the normal values that have been set, you know, and the normal values that have been set, um, you know, the arguments are, well, that's, you know, just the, the norm in the population of people who get that test done. So that's probably a portion of people that's more sick. So that's why it's wrong. So it just says you're normal, like a normal sick person, but that's not actually true. That's not how normal values are found. So that in and of itself makes me skeptical of all these, you know, labs and how they're defining someone to be deficient in something or whatever. But then they treat these things with supplements and that Dr. Hyman sells his own supplements. So (laughs) it's like, yeah, on top of his books and cookbooks. Right. Exactly. So I think there's a lot of good behind it, but I, I'm skeptical of, a lot of it too. Well, so, you know, as we, as we always try to do, we, we, we look to what the research says. And uh, fortunately, we have a very timely study um, just uh, maybe uh, published a week or so ago in the Journal of the American Medical Association. Um, and it was reporting on this uh, study that uh, looked at the association of functional medicine uh, with patient reported health related quality of life outcome. So does it, you know, does it actually affect quality of of life? Now it's patient report and all that. So talk to us a little bit about this, about this study. Well, I'll first say that um, what we haven't talked about yet is the fact that there's very little evidence and there are studies that have shown, you know, little evidence about the efficacy of a lot of, the the kind of care in functional medicine. Mm -hmm. So while yes, Mm -hmm. this one is um, kind of giving some evidence towards something there, there are a lot of um, other studies and that, that kind of are saying that this stuff isn't evidence based or not even that, not even that there's studies that are showing that it's just that the science hasn't backed it up. Right. Um, So just keep that in mind. But this this particular study um, does have, you know, some good um, data to it. So what they did, and this was done at Cleveland Clinic, um, and it was just a retrospective cohort study and looking back, um, and it's comparing patients who were seen at the Cleveland Clinic Center for Functional Medicine versus those who were seen at a family health center associated with Cleveland Clinic. So just your regular primary care versus the functional medicine office. Um, And it was people who are 18 years or older who had visited the functional medicine center um, in like a two-year span of time. And these patients had a baseline score on this. It's called patient reported outcome measurement information system. Um, long acronym, which is basically just asking a bunch of questions about, you know, how the patient feels about their health. Right. Um, And then, so it's that baseline and then six months and a year for their follow-up. So what was found um, was a few different things. So it's, and again, this, this questionnaire, which is what they're basing the outcomes off of. It's not just like, 
it, it has evidence behind it itself. It's a set of um, questions that measures physical, mental, social health, and um, provides a measure of overall health. And it's been used, you know, in other avenues in the past too. So a higher score is going to indicate a better qual- health-related quality of life. Um, and a lower is indicates a, a kind of worse. Um, and it's physical health, physical functioning, pain, intensity, and fatigue, and then also overall quality of life, mental health, satisfaction with social activities, and emotional problems. So it's pretty well, mm-hmm. a well-rounded questionnaire. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was done again at baseline six months and 12 months. And then all of this data was, you know, evaluated. And what it um, showed was that people who were seen at the functional medicine practice versus just the family health center had a higher score, uh, meaning better reported quality, health related quality of life based on all those things that we just kind of mentioned. Well, there you go. (laughs) Proof positive it works. Right. Well, and so, and that, there's a whole bunch of different, you know, things you can take away from this. Um, But also in the results, I guess, other things that were statistically significant were those who were seen at the um, functional medicine clinic. Um, The patients at the regular family health center had a higher um, mean income And then the prevalence of diabetes was higher for those seen at the functional medicine clinic. Hypertension was higher at the functional medicine clinic. Um, And part of that could just be you, then you're seeing, you know, somewhat sicker patients because they're looking for a. Right. They're looking for another treatment mode right. maybe yeah. yeah i think you have two different subsets of people who kind of will go after the functional medicine the, the well um people who are well and kind of want to optimize their health as much as possible and right. then the people maybe who who are still um good individual health advocates for themselves but who are sick and looking for another treatment um and then some people who are just looking for kind of like a the, the magic supplement maybe right so well, I think they get they get a lot of different um types of patients i think there um but this is showing that that maybe their overall patient population is a little bit sicker right well and and the the authors did cite a number of factors for the for possible reasons so they would they they did bring out that that you know healthy user bias mm-hmm. you, you talked about that that um, they, they those those people who are attending the the functional medicine clinic may be different from those seeking mm-hmm. primary care. Um, so that's and that's always in a in a um, epidemiological study going to be a confounding factor that you know uh, you try to control for, but but you really can't. Um, they also kind of mentioned some other uh, other rationales. One, you know, I think kind of two of them fell into the bucket of, well, it may just be the model itself that's driving better, you know, this, this better reporting. So, kind yep. of, you know, kind of exactly what, what presumably they, they wanted to see. Exactly. I, I would note that, that um, this, this Mark Hyman wasn't a, one of the authors of this particular right. study, but yep. I assume <laughs> most of the other um, authors are part of that Cleveland clinic. Actually, I can take a quick look. Yep. Um, 
they're, th- let me see. Yeah. Three yeah, of I think the they four. are. Three of Three the, the four. four. Okay. Uh, and then one of them is part of this Institute for Functional Medicine in Washington State. So they're all obviously functional medicine practitioners. Yeah. And I mean, that's not uncommon. Obviously, they want to do research to support what they do. Um, but that makes you a little bit, you have to have some level of skepticism, you know, um, right. there. And then just in general, I mean, what goes into these appointments is crazy. I mean, you get a lot of time with the doctor once you get in to see them. Um, when I was there in residency, it was like a six to 12 month wait to get in with these docs. Now there's more, so maybe it's a little bit different, but you get um, an unbelievable list of you know labs done. Um, you are required to see a health coach, you know, which who who sees a health coach, you know, not, not many people, you know, have access to a health coach um, right. and a nutritionist. Um, so you're gaining so much information on just, you know, general health and wellness right there. Um, so I think patients are going to walk away from that appointment. Just, I wish they would have done it baseline and then right after the appointment. Um, because I guarantee you walk away from that feeling like you're on a better track and feeling more positive and optimistic about, you know, about the trajectory compared to like your regular 20 minute visit with your doctor, 20 minute at best. Absolutely. Um, I I could make a a strong argument that this is the way, you know, all, all primary care should be handled right and well and that's the direct primary care model where you get more time spent with your doctor and you get to talk about these things um so you might hear teddy in the background <laughs> i do i do yeah. he's just chatty that's um good. so but then what you don't necessarily have is that long list of labs and supplements that don't really have a lot of evidence behind them and that big you know invoice because someone's paying for that and it's not insurance because it's not you know a covered these aren't covered so, tests so yeah and that, and that opens up a really kind of important question so because there's there's all kinds of critiques on functional medicine really like yeah. really <laughs> vicious critiques yeah. i've read and they but they they all kind of um funnel down or filter out into the a, a pri- the primary critique critique being that that it's not evidence-based that there's not enough supporting right. scientific research yep. behind you know whether it's um on all, all the all the kind of fundamentals of, of functional medicine right the flip side of it though is and and um there's this this book i've well i haven't read the book i've read the the uh, the uh, uh, review of the book called medical nihilism that questions um and this is not a this is not a kind of a, a far outlier uh, perspective but it questions the extent to which medicine can actually claim to be evidence-based mm-hmm. because of all the things we've talked about in these podcasts around um you know right. challenges let's say first yes. with epidemiological studies but yeah even with, with clinical studies right yeah right yeah so i mean and and everything you know that works in medicine starts out as something that isn't backed by evidence, you know, until there's evidence for it. So again, that's why I'm not going to say that there's nothing to it, but in general, I do myself try to practice a little bit more evidence based because if you 
don't or if no one did then it would just be this this free-for-all like you know who like so where is the what's backing you know where do you draw the line i know exactly you become a shaman exactly (laughs) or start like or like witchcraft and and i'm not equating that to functional medicine but in with some things it's like well what's the technically what's the difference and what's to stop someone from going out and saying that you know they found a a new plant that you know is going to cure xyz and this is going to make you feel better then the person takes it because they are they believe it and then they feel better and then they publish data saying that it made them feel better. Right. Right. So it's, it's hard. Um, but there are definitely some very strong, um, proponents and opponents on both sides of the, both sides of it. Well, it seems like, you know, there was kind of almost a golden age of medicine that, you know, when they're discovering cures for polio and Mm -hmm. discovering antibiotics and and you know and and so this this reliance upon science really was like a hundred percent you know because you just saw the results and now that we've kind of you know the that low-hanging fruit was plucked you know as 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 medical science kind of evolved in the let's call it the early 1900s or so Mm -hmm. um and we've come to this age where, you know, we where we kind of know how much we don't know now. Yep. Um, and that 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 kind of optimism, and, and it's and it's kind of you know also been impacted by you know we've been looking for a cure for cancer forever and mm-hmm. can't find it, and um, you know things like psychiatry hasn't advanced. Yeah. Um, all that much in terms of, um, you know, uh, solutions and cures and all that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So to some extent, we're, we're starting to see, you know, the um, the limits of of that. And the question is, you know, um, as as new technologies evolve and whatever, will will there be a new golden age of of medical science? Right. They and and some of it is is not if not promised at least. Um, you know, it, it, it's at least hoped for in these like gene therapy type treatments. Uh-huh. And well, and that's, all, you know, that's I think it'll become more personalized. And um, I think personalized medicine is important, but I don't think you need to have, it doesn't need to be quote unquote functional medicine to be personalized medicine. Um, so I think that there's, there's kind of some things to take away from the functional medicine model that are very, very beneficial. Um, and, but then maybe not incorporating everything that's there because it, it doesn't always make sense. You know? Yeah. I think you hit the the nail on the head is, is, um, in, in, um, kind of focusing in on the personalized Mm -hmm. piece of it that, um, and it's, you know, Hey, it's tough to be personalized in a 10 minute Right. With, right. A, with, a, with a patient just you know so part of it is time and 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 part of it is therefore the uh the 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 model o- overall because you know, it seems like economic pressures etc are not going to um are not going to allow generally across the, the, the larger population right you know that 60 minute 
doctor visit, mm-hmm. primary care doctor visit. Just not going to do it. Yep. But well, okay. Um, you know, hopefully this was this was helpful for folks who are are kind of thinking about their own care. I know I'm I'm in that same spot, mm-hmm. um, looking for a primary care doc. Um, don't know if I'll go the functional medicine road. I'm still in research mode, so <laughs> yeah. I will re- I will report back on my uh, on my progress. But it's I tell you, it's it's much more challenging than you would think mm-hmm. just to find a primary care doc that is outside of that yep. mainstream model that I didn't like. Right. And to find to find someone, find someone who's accepting patients, find someone that you click with, find, you know, it, it, I agree, but I think it'll become more and more prevalent as more people go the kind of more independent route and direct primary care concierge medicine route. Um, so hopefully that gets a little bit easier. The access to that kind of care becomes, should become easier. Right. I will, I will let you know. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, good catching up with you. Uh, give Teddy a kiss for me and we'll talk again soon. All right. Sounds good. See ya. Love you. Bye. Thanks again for listening. You can visit the doctorandad.com. That's spelled T-H-E-D-R-A-N-D-D-A-D.com for show notes to any of our podcasts, as well as other useful info on extending health span. Now the legal disclaimer. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice. And no doctor-patient relationship is formed. Use of this information in show notes is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not meant to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Listeners should not should not disregard or delay taking medical advice or treatment for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their medical professional for any such conditions. We also want you to know that we take no funding from any product or service that may be mentioned on the Doctor and Dad podcast.